Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your convenience. October 19th, 2021. Eight questions for Netflix's Q3 2021 earnings interview tonight. Here are the eight key questions investors should be asking management on tonight's Netflix Q3 2021 earnings interview. Our Q2 2021 questions can be found here. Number one. UGC versus professional video game content. Translating Netflix show and movie IP to interactive is an important part of your game strategy. In the case of Roblox, it's happening for you with many of the most engaged games, a take on Squid Game. How do you view the success of Squid Game variations on Roblox that started popping up only days after the series premiered on Netflix? Does this support your move into video games? Or is there a risk that Netflix cannot develop or launch games quickly enough relative to the UGC gaming platforms, making that part of your efforts moot? Number two, why a video game acquisition so soon? Netflix is not terribly acquisitive and entered the TV and movie production businesses without making an acquisition. They simply hired the talent themselves and built their own studio with small tuck-in acquisitions years later. However, within months of announcing your move into video games, Netflix announced the Night School Studio acquisition. Is video game creation so different from your core expertise that an acquisition was needed to jumpstart your video game strategy? Should we expect a more aggressive acquisition strategy in video games than Netflix's legacy business? Also curious what early learnings have been from your initial video game rollouts in Poland, Spain, and Italy. Number three, movie business and zeitgeist. Squid Game is the latest example of how Netflix's episodic content can enter the zeitgeist, impacting culture around the world without week-to-week episode drops. Beyond Squid Game, Stranger Things, Bridgerton, 13 Reasons Why, etc. have all had meaningful share of the zeitgeist, illustrating the power of the Netflix platform. However, on the movie side, outside of Bird Box in late 2018, we do not feel the same can be said. As Netflix has ramped its movie business dramatically, it has produced an array of titles with substantial viewership, but none have really created a cultural moment. Curious whether you agree with the premise and whether you think it is simply a matter of time. Hollywood would say the missing ingredient is theatrical release, yet they release a ton of movies exclusively in theaters that have nowhere near the cultural impact of Squid Games, which never played in a theater. What is the difference between TVs and movies on Netflix? Number four, scaling India. Back in early 2018, you were talking about the next 100 million subscriber market opportunity coming from India. Nearly four years later, it feels like your enthusiasm around India has moderated. Is that a function of the competitive dynamics in that market, with many players giving away content at very low prices, such as Disney Hotstar and Amazon Prime Video? Downward pressure on pricing to expand your subscriber base, and or that your content offering is still evolving to a point where it is must-have in the country. Given the prevalence of ad-supported content in India, how do you think about your original comments about it being the next 100 million subscriber market opportunity? Number five, conflicting sports views. Reed Hastings talking about F1 recently said, quote, a few years ago, the rights to Formula One were sold. At that time, we were not among the bidders. Today, we would think about it. End quote. 
A couple of weeks later, Ted Sarandos spoke and stated the next $10 billion would be better spent on entertainment content than live sports. Can you help us reconcile these two comments that appear to be in conflict? Number six, cost of international content. We were intrigued by Jeff Bezos's recent tweet embedded to the right, congratulating Netflix on its international content strategy. The obvious implication is that Amazon will increase its own investment in overseas production, with Disney recently announcing a slate of originals throughout Asia. Curious if you're starting to see a change in competition for content overseas and or cost inflation tied to talent, as you've experienced in the U.S. in recent years. Have you lost an overseas project that you really wanted? Number seven, Apple Epic App Store Battle. Netflix stopped enabling subscribers to sign up for a Netflix subscription via the iOS App Store in late 2018. Curious for your reaction to the recent developments in the Apple Epic case in the U.S., along with the recent developments in the EU and Japan. Is there a scenario where you would go back to enabling subscriptions via in-app billing, especially if App Store fees come down dramatically in Asia? Number eight, do franchises matter? Hollywood loves to talk about global franchises such as Marvel, Star Wars, and DC Comics. How important are franchises to Netflix's long-term success? And is there a risk downside to franchises where a platform's approach to content becomes too narrow? 